0: Hello everyone and welcome to Beers and Boost. I'm Barry. I'm Zach. And I'm Nathan. And we're back again with uh, World War Beer. Our last week of round 32 matchups, but our matchups number two for the week. Yes. Wait. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: I I think that math checks out. (laughs) There's too many
0: beers going
2: around to know what the hell's happening.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, But anyway, the beers should have that math
0: audited. We'll do a correction at the end of the podcast if we need
2: to. Don't talk to me about audit.
0: (laughs) Anyway, Delirium Tremens. That's all it is. Yeah, just Delirium Tremens. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Um, And Singha Lager today.
2: Was Tremens the one that was brewed by all of the females in the brewery, or was that one of the other ones? I know, Delirium, there was one beer that was just the females in the brewery that brewed it.
0: When we get to reading the website, that might be told to us. Okay. Haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Um, but overall, Delirium Tremends is the eight overall seed. Not saying it will lose, but it's going to be against number 30, Singha Lager. And we did just recently have an upset okay, where did. a number 23 beat a number six. So, That's true. We'll, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Um, but Delirium Tremens got a 4.25 from Zach, a 5 from me, and a 5 from Nathan. And then Singha Lager got a. Wow. Uh, threes across the board. It was right there. It barely made the cutoff with Australia Dom. The only reason it made the cutoff is because we had to nix a couple beers from one. because they had too many beers from one brewery. So. It might it not have made it if we were allowing all the beers in with the good scores. But, hey, that's what happens. You play that play-in game in the NCAA tournament. and Well, might... I will get, I will give it a leg up right now
1: in the fact that I'm just looking at the two next to each other, and the Singha looks very pretty. Yeah.
0: Mine actually has yeah. quite a bit of head still left. I don't know. Mine is not. Mine is hat. Mm. But, yeah, oh well. Um, Since we're on the topic of it, let's go ahead and just hit up the Singha Lager. Um, Singha Lager gets an overall 71 on Beer Advocate, and on Untapped gets an average of three. It is from Taiwan. It is a Thai beer, and it is five percent. Singha is a premium quality lager brewed from the finest ingredients of 100% barley malt and saaz hops. Nice. So they took a little bit of a Czech kind of style with those spicy hops. Uh, the highest quality hops in the world. Full-bodied and rich taste with a strong hop character. German style. Um... Oh, wow. So it actually uses uh, Halertua, Pearl, and Saz hops. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it uses German yeast. And it is Thailand's number one most exported beer.
2: It's it's a solid beer. It's, it's definitely nothing to write home about, which I think our three across the board kind of says that it's got some bitter. It's got some weediness, but nothing's extraordinary.
1: Yeah. It's got a, it's, it's, it's a, just a, a pitch across the plate. It's like you said, it's, it's got a little bit of that bitter uh, that actually in my sip is actually kind of lingering, which I kind of like. Yeah. I can uh, still
2: kind of taste it on the back of my tongue.
0: The mm-hmm.
1: malt characteristic isn't as forward as some of the lagers that we've had of this variety. Mm-hmm. Um, at least uh, I don't know if you guys are experiencing the same thing there um, yeah it's,
0: it's not very not very multi yeah.
1: yeah, it's and, there, but not, and uh, I think uh it's got that good old European lager skunkiness, it, it has does.
0: just enough of it to like yeah. tell you, oh yeah, this, I know where this is coming from mm-hmm. it doesn't quite meet the high quality that some of our other European loggers have um right. and it it's kind of just more the muted version of all of our other loggers, yeah. like. It's nowhere near as good as Asahi Dry. It's definitely nowhere near as good as Sam Smith's Organic Lager. Um, it doesn't have the the punch of the actual, like, Pilsner or danky, not danky, but skunkiness, or the elephant. Um, it, it's just, it's like I said, Nathan, it's, it's a fastball right across the plate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 93-mile-an-hour fastballs will get you through the game. Sometimes they'll get hammered right over the wall. Mm-hmm. It, it it works in some cases. In some cases, it doesn't. It, it's just um, when you compare it to <laughs> most
2: American loggers, though, like this, I would definitely pick this over plenty of big macro loggers. But at the same time, we've had plenty of other much better loggers than that. Mm-hmm. It's still good, but eh.
0: yeah, it's just it, it it's just your simple classic logger. There's not too too much to it, mm-hmm. so. I think it should be said, I mean, we, we're we downplaying it because
1: it is just simple. Like, yeah. it's it's definitely inspired by, it's made in Thailand, but it's definitely inspired by your... Uh, German. European, German bloggers. Um And I would say that's the key, is that it's inspired by. It's like, we're going to try and make this, we're going to use the same type of ingredients, but with our process. And it's just not quite up to what we've seen from other places. Uh, but it is still a good beer. Yeah. It is a very oh, yeah, good beer. It's,
0: it's definitely so. good. Now, what would you say it is in comparison to yesterday's Varstener's uh German pills?
2: Hmm. It's a little sweeter.
1: I think, I think the the pills had a little more going on, mm-hmm. uh even though we kind of downplayed how much was going on in that beer, especially compared to the Pincus. Um oh. But I think um the, the pills had a little, rightly so, a little more uh, character in terms of, like, the flavors that blossomed out as you drank it. As opposed to this one that is just a, it's kind of a throughput. In yeah. fact, the only thing I, I will say the one thing I'm liking about this beer as I've drank it is the throughput of the bitter. Um, mm-hmm.
0: So. It is, it is definitely more bitter than your classic run-of-the-mill lager is. And I do enjoy that. I think that's what helps this one stand out a little bit more. Like if you know you were offered, like you said, a Miller or a Budweiser or a Bud Light or a PBR, they have basically nothing to them. This does Corn have some water. flavor. And yeah, and it has a little bit of a lingering bitterness. It is very nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely a good that's...
2: beer. It's just, it's very, we've had simplistic beers that have, you know, blown us away. This is a simplistic beer that's just like, Okay,
0: that's, that's it's
2: standard, traditional. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, so let's move it on to Delirium Tremens then. Something that's definitely not simple and right there. <laughs> I got a, a pretty decent head hanging out on this guy. Mine poured with a good head and then kind of, it took a while, but it's dissipated folding on mine. Oddly enough, the color is the exact same. Um, it is a Belgian strong golden L, according to Untapped. Um, according to Beer Advocate, it has a 93 overall ranking um, and they qualify it as a Belgian strong pale ale. Um, like I said, uh, beer advocate has a 93 score for it, and untapped has an average of three point9
2: There are some flavors to unpack there.
1: <laughs> this is
2: Belgium's arrogant bastard Oh wow kind of. It, it's not turned up to 11. It's at like 9 or 10, but it's still really punchy well, in places. Old world, new world.
0: Yeah. Well, Crank yeah. out. Um, <laughs> Oddly enough, before I forget, when I googled Delirium Tremends, the first thing that came up is that it is a medical condition of the highest withdrawal of ethanol. When you're having the highest with ethanol withdrawals it's really interesting ethanol withdrawals
1: not ne- not necessarily what you would think about bringing up with a alcoholic beverage
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, let me, speaking of ethanol it. it does remind me my sister got some of the um hand sanitizer from one of the local breweries and she's like it smells so weird it doesn't smell like alcohol and i smell it, it's like that's because that's pure fucking ethanol that's why <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Um, Are you going through some
1: delirium tremens after smelling that? Yeah,
2: (laughs) I am actually. Yeah, it's been two weeks and I'm still a little shaky. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So pathophysiology of delirium tremens, chronic intake of alcohol affects several neurotransmitter systems in the brain. These effects include increased release of endogenous opiates, activation of inhibitory gamma amino butyric acid, amino acid, um, and receptor-producing increasing GABA inhibition. And apparently, uh, basically, this is alcohol withdrawals, is what delirium tremens is.
2: Uh, okay, that makes a little more sense, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know half the words you just said. Oddly I cars enough, bodies.
0: I heard you, GABA GABA. <laughs> so, oddly enough, delirium tremens is 8.5% alcohol. So it is definitely something that would get you in the alcohol game. Um, they oh. call it a pale blonde. And a fine, the fine and regular effervescence ensures a fine, stable head. Not so much on mine. Uh, the scent should be slightly malty with a nice touch of alcohol and spiciness. Zach's is better. Uh, feel the sound. Shoot. Oh, hang on. This is written really weird. Flavor. According to their website, first of all, 24 IBUs. Second, feels like the sound shot of alcohol is igniting the mouth. That is word for word read from the website. I don't know about that. So you get synesthesia from this beer? (laughs) Fuck if I know. (laughs) In reality, the tongue and palate are warmed. The taste is characterized by roundness. The aftertaste is strong, long-lasting, and dry bitter. That's pretty much all they have on their website.
1: They had had quite a bit of this when they wrote
0: that. that beer. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think they were going through <laughs> tremendous at that point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, about the beer, what do you guys think? Well, you guys know I'm
1: not a big fan of Belgians, but hmm. I will say, uh, no, I I do like this beer. I think uh, I, I there's a lot going on with this thing.
2: Um, there is a lot, but... Compared to some of the Belgians that we've had, I feel like this is a more refined, simple version. To get you those flavors without attacking you with raisin or yeast. Like, it's all there, but it's not as punchy
0: to me. It's, um, mine, even though the head doesn't exist, it is extremely carbonated. Mm -hmm. Like, when I sip mine in, it's half air, half beer. That's Kind of throwing me off, but it does allow for a ton of the aroma to come through. Uh, So you should get a ton of fruity esters, according to the Brewer's Association. It should be a moderate alcohol, some hop aromas, but mainly fruity esters such as pears, oranges, and apples should be what you get a lot of. And a low spiciness or even some peppery aspects could be there as well.
1: I think the fruitiness does come through, especially when you say apple. Just kind of like a... Uh, an apple or uh, it does make me think a little bit of the Pincus from our previous episode in terms of bit. that. There's a little bit of honey uh, tang to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's accentuated by the Belgian East in this one, as opposed to uh, the pinkest being more probably a, a, an aspect of the malls uh, in that one. This is, I, I think the Belgian really brings out that, that kind of back of the tongue tang. Mm-hmm. Um but then the sweet the sweetness is what hits you at first, and then it kind of develops as you go through the sip. So, so the
0: way mine goes through for me is uh, the apple definitely comes through. The apple and the pear come through and hits you almost like a cider up front. Yeah. And then it gets a – because it's pretty sweet. And then it gets a little tart and a little bitter and then a little dry. And then you're left over with a whole bunch of, like, Belgian qualities – Mixed mm-hmm. with a punch of bitter for 24 IBUs, it's pretty bitter. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, now, now that you say that, it does remind me of some of the
1: hopped dry ciders that our local cidery mm-hmm. they've done.
0: A bit of Belgian gold strong ale uh, should be yellow to mild gold color. Uh, I think we've already established that the aroma is there. Uh, the flavors should be a mirage or a marriage. Sorry of fruity, spicy, and alcohol flavors supported by soft malt characters. I'd say that's pretty that's, pretty close. Yeah, pretty accurate, yeah.
1: Pretty much there.
0: Uh, there yeah. should be, again, a little bit of pepperiness to it. Um, and then that's pretty much it. It should resemble a tripel, but maybe paler and drier, which, again, I would say is pretty much exactly that. That out. Yeah, that's um, pretty accurate. And then what do you know? Commercial example. Delirium Tremens. <laughs> hey, we're back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it checked all the boxes for its stylistic gratings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a
2: very good beer. There's there's a lot there's a lot of nuance to this beer in berry terms.
0: There is. And it, I, I kinda get I kinda get where you're going with that um, old world style arrogant bastard where it's just there's so much here it's not for the weak it's not as strong and as everlasting as an arrogant bastard but this is definitely not a beginner beer no in any way
2: if it was like 32 degrees and you were chugging it maybe you'd probably just get some sweetness but once Mm -hmm. it starts to warm up and you start to actually taste it there's a lot here
0: yeah it's definitely it's it's got the the classic Belgian yeast characteristics to it where there's a ton of stuff going on there's lots of esters it's fruity it's a little bit punchy it's a little bit funky it's a little bit tart it's, it's dry it's clean it's it's like all of the things it's like hey here's the check boxes for what you want in an ideal beer and Belgians go why not all just mark that yeah Mark yeah. it down. Yeah. And and they bred a yeast <laughs> to give you all of those characteristics. Mm-hmm. And then what the yeast couldn't give you, they were like, well, we can cover that with sugar, we can cover that with hops, and we can cover that with malt. So boom. Belgian beer. Yeah. Have it all. <laughs> yeah. Go back to the singha real quick.
1: The singha only almost clears your palate after having the
2: <laughs> It's almost like water. Like yeah. slightly flavored water at this point yeah
0: it's not bad that's a beer that you could go through four or five of them not realize that you're having them it wouldn't overpower your fries that you were eating or even your egg um it wouldn't it would go with a lot of things uh, maybe not so much creamy stuff it might not go with creamy stuff too well um but it's... oh singha with some wings Ooh. sign me up oh yeah absolutely Sign me up. I mean, I made wings last night and had step dude.
2: So I don't know if you guys looked into all of those hot sauces I'm about to get. One of them is a pink, pink peppercorn and gin hot sauce.
0: I couldn't I, read all the labels, so... I'm really <laughs> excited about that. I, you can keep all of them, but I have to try it. Every single one of them.
2: Oh yeah, it's, it's going to be a field day. He's supposed to bring them over today, so I'll try to get some better photos of some of them, but anyway.
0: But whatever you don't want. If nobody else claims, I claim. Don't care what they are.
2: I know I'm not keeping that extra bottle of de Bomb, so you can have de Bomb.
0: No, and I don't want that. You put that in the trash. <laughs> that's so bad. That's uh, so bad. I think I'll pay s- you to put that in the trash.
2: I think Sam or Evan will take that.
0: <laughs> like oddly enough, de bomb hot peanuts, I don't know if you still have them or not, but they're they're good. They're fun to eat. But the hot sauce itself just tastes like rancid acid. It's no, meant yeah, it-
2: to hurt you, that's
1: all. It, yeah. it has to be on something and even then throw that away.
0: So. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it does it does its job just like I think Singha Lager does. It does its yeah. job to where it provides you with the beer, it provides you with what you want, and nothing else.
2: Yeah. It's a very good beer for a simple meal or Ooh. just kind of basically any meal. Like, oh, I'm going to have steak and potatoes today. I'll oh, have a Singha. I'm going to have fish and chips. That oh, Singha will be fine the Tremens so, won't go with all of that I think.
0: No. Oddly enough, I I love Delirium Tremens. Like I love this beer, but drinking this one today, I think if it had almost any of our other matchups we've had in the past week or so, it might not move on. I agree. Same. Like it it's only moving on because of this matchup. Like if it went up against Boddington's, I might pick Boddington's over it. If it had gone up against Arrogant Bastard, like we had two intense beers, I probably would have picked Arrogant Bastard. We would have to have, like, the nap of all naps after that contest, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but saying that, I think Delirium Tremens moves on for me in this one. Just because the Singha is just too... Here's what it is. I
2: agree. I'm going with Delirium. Singha is really good. It's a really good example of a simple lager, but there's just enough reminiscent of those big macro breweries in it where it's just like, eh, there's better stuff out there that I would rather have.
1: Yeah, I'm going tremendous. Um, I just think, I just think this is a matter of seeding. Like it's just, it's just legitimately a better beer. I think if we had. Kind of, like, what Zach was talking about, if we had one of those really high quality loggers, mm-hmm. um, um up against it in this first round, that I probably might not be moving on. Um, but hey, it's a bracket, that's how things work. Yeah, like you're gonna
0: have right. some matchup issues. So, looking at the matchup, Delirium, like, this is gonna be one intense flavor palette. Next matchup, it's Delirium Tremens versus McEwan Scotch Ale. Oh. That is going to be like um, somebody took a baseball bat to your tongue. Remind me to eat like an entire baked potato before that
1: one. Just yeah, so I have, no shit. I see my stomach. <laughs>
2: yeah. Carb load.
1: <laughs>
0: um, also, that same day, Bell's Two Hearted versus Erdinger's Crystal Vice beer. Okay, that's just a good day. That's just a good day. It's a long day, but it's a good day. Yeah. It's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Let's finish up the rest of this day with some Tank 7 and some Fat Tire, an all American face off. We'll be right back. Uh, And we're back with two more beers New Belgium Fat Tire and Boulevard's Tank 7. So before we get into it, first of all, by the time you're listening to it, it will no longer be Monday. But today is Monday. Today is Memorial Day. Today is Nathan's birthday. Happy birthday, Nathan.
2: Happy birthday. Oh, I go through the whole thing.
0: Okay. Um, but <laughs> Thank you we're drinking Nathan's favorite beer on his birthday. <laughs> so you're welcome. That's what as we can do he, for you remotely.
2: <laughs> as he picks fat tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Just think uh, New Belgium knocked it out of the park. I don't know why. Uh,
0: <laughs> i hear it beer all the time. Um, but... Um, which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the simple, or do you want to start with the complex? I would vote simple, but that's me. Let's do simple. All right, doing simple. Take seven in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so simple, guys. Why aren't you getting it? It's, it's just all the flavors. Simply
2: <laughs> the best. <laughs> uh,
0: take seven. Um, Fat Tire is okay. an amber ale. Clear, amber, and bright with a white lacing head, according to their website.
2: So... It might be the was it the Pavlov effect for me. Anytime we would get pizza at Gusano's, I would get fat tire. Anytime I have fat tire, I just want pizza. I really want a pizza right now. Oh,
0: the the bread on the back end of that beer oh, is. Yeah. What well, you know it? Um, the first things that uh, New Belgium, which we learned, New Belgium has a lawyer write their thing that says literally it's just you know, all of these things that way you can't criticize us later on, <laughs> but. Uh, their flavor profile. I had to show Eileen that
1: yesterday for the... <laughs> it's like, read this. All right, what did they not include?
0: <laughs> but go, go ahead. <laughs> um, but they, uh, their first thing that they mention is toasty malt with a gentle sweetness. A flash of fresh hop bitterness, and the malt and hops are perfectly balanced. Aroma should have a sweet biscuity and caramel malt, subtle notes of fresh fennel, and green apple. Uh they use their own house ale yeast. Uh they use Willamette, Golding, and Nugget Hops, and it's five point two percent. I I might be able to see where they're getting the green
2: apple, but that's a stretch.
0: That's a bit of a Yeah, that's not there's in the aroma. Yeah, it's a stretch. Like I don't really get much of it, if any. It's it's very minute. Um mm. the there's, fennel, I don't get at all. No. But it's that biscuity caramelly is there
1: though mm-hmm. that's that's what makes this beer is the the caramel notes and the just the biscuity bread like glow of this beer yeah um, um, I even it said what did it say strong hoppiness or just
2: noticeable
0: hoppiness a flash of fresh hop bitterness
2: I think that like quick of a uh, bit oh no <laughs> what was that?
0: <laughs> it's something. Um, yeah. So it is uh, on Beer Advocate they get an eighty-two overall, pretty good scores. Um, and on Untapped it's an average of three point six. What did we give it? What did we give it? We gave Fat Tire. Boom. Here we go. A three point five from Zach, a four point two five from me, and a three point five from Nathan. And a 3.5 from Sam Matt.
2: So pretty close
0: to a 3.6 average. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Uh, The direct average was 3.66. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So I I realize this matchup
1: is even better than what we talked about because you talked about Tank 7 being one of, if not my favorite beers, and it's my birthday. But the person who gave birth to me, Fat Tire, is her favorite beer.
2: (laughs) Oh, nice. Nice. I remember you saying that now. I didn't even think about that
0: yeah man i love that tire it's like it has the same effect that negro modelo does let's are talking about with eating the pizza but it's just i made this argument when we originally had it on and sam was like what are you talking about <laughs> and then after i kept going he's like okay i get it i get what you're saying i'm not sure there is a better big boy american beer to represent america with because not everybody in the world's gonna love an IPA. No not one. Not everybody is going to love Arrogant Bastard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so your next closest, your next closest thing to this is gonna be a Sam Adams Boston Lager, probably. At least according to our rankings. I mean, the yeah. next closest one that has this high quality with this flavor profile. There's not a, maybe a better example of an all-around beer to go. This is what Americans can do for a good style of beer.
1: All right. I have two points. First of all, you're correct. The only other one that would be a good representation of what American is, I'm not going to throw Yingling in there. It's too, it doesn't stack up, in my mind at least, with yeah. this or Sam Adams. And Sam Adams is a logger. You're mm-hmm. talking about the ale and the logger that represent America. That's mm-hmm. point one. Point two, arrogant bastard doesn't want to be liked by anyone. Yeah. So and it wants to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think it's I think it's fantastic that we were able to get fat tire. I hate that its seating is number twenty four overall um, where tank sevens is number five i mean it's it had a five across the board for everybody um I think actually a five across the board for everybody. I wouldn't doubt why can't I find it? Oh' because it's the very first one. yes, it had the highest overall score period. <laughs> there are one two three four five six beers that all got fives. Boulevard Tank 7 got the overall top score. So. All right. Um, yes, very, very high scores. But what I'm saying is I'm very glad that we were able to get New Belgium Fat Tire in the tournament because I think it is a fantastic representation. It sucks that it's going up against, maybe, we'll find out, but maybe, um, a better American beer because I argued that there might not be a better representation of American beer, period. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, how often have you seen me? We go into a restaurant. It's like, well, they got pale ale, they've got torpedo, but uh, I just kind of want a fat tire. You get a fat yeah. tire, like, and it's so widely available. Oh.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I I would say maybe because pale ale and IPAs have taken so much of the zeitgeist of American beer in mm-hmm. the last maybe twenty years. That even Sierra Nevada Pale Ale might be up there in terms of just representative of what Americans do with, especially craft beer. But if you're just going straight up ale, just an amber
0: ale, it's it's this. You yeah. know, absolutely. So. Well, head uh, up to, to tank seven. Um, tank seven, according to us, like I said, was a five overall. It got oddly enough the five overall seed. Um, and their website. When our brewers were experimenting with variations on a traditional Belgian-style farmhouse ale, the perfect combination of elements came together in Fermenter Number 7. You could call it fate. They called it Tank 7, and so it is. Beginning with a big surge of fruity aromatics and grapefruit hoppy notes, the flavor of this complex, straw-colored ale tapers off to peppery, dry finish. With its balanced, carbonation, and complex flavor profile, Tank 7 is one of the ultimate food-pairing beers in existence. But don't just take our word for it. Esteemed chefs from around the country agree. We sat down with a bunch of them and asked them seven questions over Tank 7. Click the link to watch what we do. Not going to do that. But uh, it's 8.5%, 38 IBUs, and they have it in cans, bottles, blah, 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 blah. Aromas should be floral, citrus hops, Belgian yeast esters. Malt should be soft, light, sweet flavor. Uh, should be balanced all the way around. It is. I actually got the cans uh, this time oh nice nice and it's um not
2: as don't want to say punchy it's different from the bottles but not really enough to knock it but there's a different almost smoothness to it
0: that i'm not used to well oddly enough that there's a reason this might be nathan's favorite beer is technically it's not considered just a saison it is considered a belgian saison there it is um It has a 93 overall on Beer Advocate, and on Untapped, it has an average score of 3.8. But let me get you into the actual overall beer and grading of a Saison, because they don't have Belgian, specifically Belgian Saisons, they have Belgian farmhouses, and underneath that is Saison's. I am not going to read all of it, because it's an entire page long, and that's going to be very, very boring, but... Overall impression should be most commonly a pale, refreshing, highly attenuated, moderately bitter, moderately strength Belgian ale with a very dry finish, typically highly carbonated and using non-barley cereal grains and optional spices for complexity. As components, the expressive yeast characters that are fruity, spicy, and not overly phenolic. Less common variations include both lower alcohol and higher alcohol products, as well as darker versions with additional malt characteristics. Um, like the flavor profile is seriously a three paragraph area. (laughs) Basically what it's saying is the flavors could be all of the things because it is a Saison, uh, but mainly it should be fruity, uh, some citrusy via orange or lemon, but mainly citrus in the fruit aspects. Pepper should be there. Spiciness should be there. Hop flavor should be low to moderate. So it could be a decent amount of hop bitterness. There should be a little bit of a hop character, but it should be balanced towards the fruity spiciness um it could be anywhere from three and a half percent to the super version which is nine and a half percent
2: that's a uh, massive range
0: yeah the mouthfeel should be light to medium body alcohol sensation varies with the strength i mean when you're talking about it's almost a, a beer style akin to an ipa and that it could be all of the things yeah um do you have to say though that Commercial examples, the very last one listed is Boulevard Tank 7. Okay. This fits a
1: lot of that profile. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: it's, in my I mean, my opinion, starts off with uh, 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 the spiciness and sweetness are up front. Um, I think there's a bitter pull through for the entire sip. And then, yes, it does end fairly dry. Maybe not as dry as what they're talking about on that characteristic
2: though
1: mm-hmm. um because almost everything that you said it said ends very dry i don't necessarily think this ends as dry as some of the other beers of that like that farm Hale sale that we've had so
0: i'm looking at um the characteristics for it and what they give for the finishing gravity of their versions of saisons is which i don't know if you guys Have listened to our previous episodes, but when you brew a beer, you have an original gravity and you have a final gravity. Original gravity is what comes before yeast. And then final gravity is what comes after yeast eat everything because yeast eat all the sugars, burp carbonation and, or burp CO2 and spew out alcohol as your, it's a terrible like terminology, but.
2: Essentially the density of a liquid, right? Yes. It is density of a liquid
0: compared to water. Yeah. Yeah. 1.000 1.000 is water, um, and then the density is related to how much sugars are left over in it. Um, a standard version, which is your 5% alcohol to 7% alcohol, should finish at 10.00, or 10.02 to 10.08, which is very dry. Anything below 10.11 is, is really dry. Um, that is standard, so your super, which is what technically Boulevard is, is technically a super, is right in the middle of 7, 7% to 9.5. This is 8.5. So, again, right in the middle. Um, it's probably finishing gravity is around 10.14. So it okay. is going to be a little bit sweeter. Okay. They don't give their finishing gravity on their website. So, I can't exactly tell you.
2: Can't give but all the secrets.
0: Yeah. So, yes, it should be a little bit sweeter than what this profile is saying, but not a ton more. Okay. I gotta say, though, it's it has the estuary Belgian yeast hints to it, but it's got that, what I love from a good Saison is that funk. It's got that just like slightly tart, slightly out there, just funk. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part of this beer. You get a little bit of pear, you get a little bit of grapefruit, you get a little bit of lemon. You can definitely get some peppery aspects. Some peppercorn aspects, that's a, a very, very prominent thing. Um, the the straw-wheat aspects of the malt's just enough there. It's got enough hot bitterness to balance out everything. It's a very, very... It's like gel- Delirium tremens where it has all of the stuff in it, but they're all very well balanced.
2: Mm-hmm. They all and, play well together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a
1: a natural aspect to it. With the, the mix of the spicy and a little bit of the floral and fruity... Um, it almost makes me, I don't know why, but it kind of makes me think of, you know, we always talk about Sam Smith and kind of that open fermentation kind of, it can collect a little bit of nature as it goes along uh, to, to make it a little unique, um, which stays on in farmhouse sales. That's kind of like a big characteristic of them anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's got a lot. It's got Uh, a lot. The real question is, does it do with what it does, what what it has, which is a lot, as well as what that tire does with a little bit,:
2: you used to have a little now I got a lot. Barry got it. <laughs> I it I did not think this would be as hard for me as I thought it would be.
0: Even I did tough in that match. I did that is Wow, that is it's
2: like the... I love them both. <laughs> like <laughs> It's like two sides of a coin for America. We've got <laughs> tank seven, the heads that just like. Hit you, and then you've got the tails, like underdog, but they both do it so well
0: i I seriously love them both, like I don't know what to pick i'm struggling
2: <laughs> they
0: they both meet their desired grading judging, so that alone right there is that's a that's a knock knocking off the judging decision because they both are what they are they both meet the requirements they both hit the flavor profiles and then it just comes down to like i I don't know what it comes down to because they're both so good (laughs) they're both perfect at what they are Mm -hmm. and it's not like i can pick okay i'll take the uh, the fat tire because i can drink five of them in a day i can also take the tank seven and drink five of these and be fine with it i've actually drank three of these in one day before You felt it, but... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is 8.5%. You will feel it, but you don't, like, get sick of it. And that's... Sometimes with very, very strong beers, you don't want to drink three of them because you would get sick of it.
2: And I can't even call out which one I think is brewed better. They're both brewed so well. There's no, like, off characteristics to me.
0: Yeah. And see, that's where, like, a lot of times it comes into... I'm not saying I'm a great brewer, I have made very, very good beers. You've done some but good I'm, shit. I'm not a professional brewer. But I can tell you how easy it is to make certain beers. And look, so if you're going and you're giving me a pale ale, it is so much easier to make a very good pale ale than it is to make a very good lager. It just, it straight across the board, is so much easier. Making a Saison seems to be more difficult. I've never made them. But brewing a well-attenuated, perfectly balanced amber ale takes skill and practice and time. And you have to have the right ingredients and the right touch. So I, from a brewer's aspect, I can't really say, well, brewing the Tank 7 is just harder, so they did a better job at it because it's more difficult to pull off. I think it's pretty damn difficult to pull off a perfectly balanced, well-attenuated, fat... Um, Fat Tire.
2: We've had some bad amber ales on this show. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's just the biscuity balance, the caramel aspect, the nose. I'm about to flip a damn coin. All right, Nathan, your mom's favorite beer versus your favorite beer. You're making the first pick because this is too difficult. Uh, I knew it. I knew this was happening. (laughs) Uh, This is really hard. Uh, to
2: yeah. be quite honest I'm um, still surprised it's this hard
1: I uh I thought yesterday when I was looking at this matchup that I was like this is gonna be
2: rough alright tank 7 uh, fat tire cool tank 7 alright moving on nope nope not at all
0: didn't happen that way
1: no well no I didn't mean rough in that way I meant rough and hard to choose like I was the opposite cause yeah oh, really mm-hmm. um Oh gosh! Yeah, they're both but they're both moving on. What is that a choice? No, it's not. Okay, no. um,
2: <laughs> a three-way
1: <laughs> in the next round. Tell me you wouldn't mind drinking both of these in the next round.
2: <laughs> I'd be fine, fine with it. It would
1: be great.
2: That's what's making this and, hard. And
1: <laughs> cut, cut to a cut to a month later. It's like in the finals. It's these two against. <laughs>
0: great team that's a Carlsberg great team um, um i gotta say though before you make your decision nathan not this should not weigh in your decision yeah but but it's gonna be just as tough of a matchup next week whoever wins faces einstuck white ale like it's just it's just a stupid bracket in this corner it's gonna you'll be recall
2: worse and you'll worse. recall that i
1: didn't vote for einstuck in the first round so
0: <laughs> that is true that is
1: true uh, Okay. One more sip of each. Good lord.
2: Yeah, I'm getting... They're both
0: well carbonated. The Tank 7 especially, but... Yeah. The Tank 7. God, that head.
2: Consistent. I, I don't have in one. And
0: full. Oh, I did.
2: Wow. I put it in my Boulevard glass. Hey, nice. <laughs> I thought ahead.
1: Ahead. <laughs> what? Man, I thought I was going to zag <laughs> on this one. But I... I really do think that tank seven is probably the better beer just in terms of overall experience. I think, okay, I'll give an example of this. This is going to be two, whatever. Oh, uh, um, a lot of America just got done watching the last dance, which is about Michael Jordan and kind of That's like good. his, his time with the bulls and what that dynasty meant to the NBA and how it grew everything. And without a doubt, um, Michael Jordan, established what greatness is for the NBA, especially going forward from the 70s and 80s when it was kind of a free-for-all. But he gave a baseline for what truly great basketball was. And I think Fat Tire kind of establishes that baseline and maybe the greatest of all time. But what's happened since Michael Jordan left the league, the NBA, is that... Uh, statistics and physical fitness and training have created these teams and these athletes that they may not be as great or ever as great as he was able to be in terms of the sport, but they're physically more talented. They're physically more gifted and they can pull off things that no one else could. Um, I think that's what we're looking at. When we see these two beers, we see a baseline of greatness. We see fat tire, which is just a perfect ale for your base Amber ale. And then you see the Cezanne, which is combining a whole lot more things to make something equally as good. Um, I think I enjoy the fact that kind of like me, I like the newer version of the NBA where it's a lot of unique athletes doing unique things. Um, seven foot guys playing point guard, that kind of thing. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the beer that cr- combines all of these unique aspects to make a really tasty beverage. I'm gonna go with Tank Seven.
0: What do you think? What? That's it, Zach. Exactly what do you think? Oh, Man, like it. I I love your I love your representation there, Nathan, and bringing it into the Last Dance because the wife and I enjoyed the Last Dance so much. It was so fun, and the fact that Michael Jordan came out and was like. I'm going to smoke four cigars and have two beers before my game. Like <laughs> yeah. the, the greatest player of all time wakes up at 9 a.m., drinks two beers and has a cigar before he even hits shoot around and was still undeniably the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah. That's insane to me. <laughs> and Fat Tire, I do believe, is the baseline of greatness to what American beers established themselves on. Every player since 1990 has grown up going, I want to be like Mike. I want to be as good as Mike. I want to be better than Mike. I want to be everything. I mean, Kobe fucking wore 24 when he came back
2: to be one better.
0: He was the next Jordan. He was better than Jordan. And he wasn't, but he thought himself that way. And it's just like everybody has that idea. And I love that about Fat Tire. Fat Tire has this. I mean, they're, they're damn emblem is, look, it's the Fat Tire emblem, and that's New Belgium's whole thing. They established themselves on, we make this great, great beer, and they are one of the best breweries in the world. Period. But I think I agree with you, Nathan. I enjoy the LeBron. <laughs> I enjoy the Zion. I enjoy the advancement of time. And I'm gonna go Tank 7.
2: So, your so what Lord... sports
0: analogy are you gonna use, Zach? <laughs>
2: Well, what I was going to say was your <laughs> analogies are mostly, mostly lost on me, but I kind of get what you're saying. Like, Fat Tire is, it's an amazing beer. It is perfect. It's simplicity and it's complex somehow at the same time. Like, you can drink it without being a beer drinker and it's it's easy. It's wheat. You drink it as someone who knows and you get these little nuances. But Tank Seven just has enough of an edge over it that I would choose Tank Seven. It's a it's a better beer. I don't want to say better beer. I love them both equally, but I I do think Tank Seven
0: would go on. Okay. I'm putting it down. Tank seven is moving on. But we do need to acknowledge Okay, so Carlsberg elephant is the Volkswagen Beetle that is hanging around. If the Americans get their way, and they have a backup. I think we're agreement that it's it's fat tire. Yeah, this now, is the this is the five zero Mustang that's following mm, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, I'll take but, that. Uh, 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 golly, this bracket is fucking tough.
2: It's gonna get so rough. These Tank episodes seven, are gonna get so
0: long. Tank seven versus Einstuck Whiteel. Granted, Nathan didn't vote for it, but I think. The Einstock White is so good that it has the dark horse capabilities to go to the final four. Doesn't mean it will. It depends on the matchup and the day, but that's just a good beer. Pinkus Munster Alt. On a good day, it's just it's like Tank Seven, where it has all the stuff going on, and it's gonna go up against either Pilsner or Kale or Guinness Stout. I mean, like, we're talking about like this this version of the bracket is the death bracket. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's when you're looking at it there's easy wins across the board for some other matchups. Some people are having easy layups all the way in. But some aren't. Oh man, this is going to be so fun.
2: We had one big upset. It's not going to be the last big upset, I'm
0: sure. No. It's not. I don't think it is. <laughs> but Tank 7 moving on. Oh. And what else we I... have
1: I, I do have to say, after the first sip... Of, I hadn't had the Tank 7 yet. After the first sip of Fat Tire, I was like, oh, shit. Tank 7's losing.
0: <laughs> I,
2: that's what I thought I would have. That's I did what too. I had.
0: Yeah, like, I honestly, when I opened them up, I had my first sip, I was like, I don't know how Tank 7 wins. Fat <laughs> Tire is so good. Mm-hmm. But then, I, what also weighs into my mind... And the way that Tank 7 wins is knowing that the Belgian white version of Fat Tire is out there. And that might be one of my top 10 beers, period. Mm -hmm. It is so good. And that's not saying Fat Tire doesn't deserve its own level. It's just the brother of the exact same beer is out there and it's just fantastically good. You kind of like but could you be better? Could you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you can add to it. I don't know that you could be better, Yeah, but you can add to it. And I think that's the whole point of this.
0: So. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tank 7's moving on. Delirium Tremens is moving on. We've got some interesting matchups coming for you on June 4th and June 11th. But first up, before we get to that, Pilsner Urkel versus Guinness Extra Stout. Sam Smith Lager might not be on. We'll get to it when we get to it. And hopefully there's some more coming in. But Bill Haven's Black Scottish Stout will either be going against Sam Smith Lager or Carlsberg Elephant. It's going to be interesting. Stick around for some Friday episodes. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good midweek.